trips. That was my childhood. And the view out of the backseat car window had endless horizons. Tall green crops gently blowing in the breeze. Pastures of grazing cows and old battered barns. As an Iowa kid, this landscape was home. Hi friends, Coach D here, and welcome to Standing O where we share stories and conversations to help you win your confidence. And no, we haven't switched to a farming podcast. I definitely would not be the right host for that. But instead, I am hoping to paint a picture of the real pursuit of our dreams coming true. Before we dig any deeper into that, I want you to do a moment of reflection. I want you to think about a moment. Picture a peak experience moment, like a mountain top moment. A moment where you felt completely fulfilled. It could have been yesterday. It could have been years ago. Find that moment. Who were the people around you? What do you see? What do you hear? What were you feeling in that moment? I want you to hold on to that moment. Hold it right there and keep it in the back of your mind. Now, while the corn and the pastures anchor me to home, I need to have full disclosure. I didn't grow up anywhere near a farm. I'm the daughter of a college track coach and a realtor. I grew up in suburbia. I've never farmed anything, and I've never been responsible for livestock or for creatures. And honestly, I've never successfully grown anything, any plant or any garden ever. But I am an Iowa kid, and I understand the core principle it teaches us. Sowing and reaping. If I plant a seed in good soil, it will grow. But it doesn't grow automatically, right? Because it's not a microwave. Water it, tend to it, tend to the soil, keep the rabbits away, and eventually, over time, It sprouts, it grows, and it blooms. Having moved recently, one day in my many days of unboxing, I came across a stack of my husband and mine old athletic photos. Now, there aren't many because we graduated in 2006, so literally a year before the iPhone was born. So our photos are film and then printed. It was fun to reminisce and put them in chronological order. I found a picture of me competing in the 100-meter hurdles in the Drake Relays as a senior in high school. And then I also found a picture of me in that same race, on that same track, five years later, in college. It was fun to put them side by side and compare them. My college picture, I'm a little tanner, a little blonder, a little more fit. But in both, I have this same expression, the same kind of determined glaze in my eyes, staring at the finish line. 
The coach in me really likes to compare the two pictures, though, because I can see the growth. My arms are sharper. My lead leg is more bent, more aggressive. The placement over my hurdle, my body over the hurdle is lower. It's straighter and more balanced. And in the two photos, five years apart, I can actually see proof of improvement. But the funny thing is, is when I looked at the times, right? I, the one in high school, I was really proud of it. I ran a 15.1 seconds in the 100 meter hurdles. The one in college, I ran 13.9. That is a 1.1 second improvement in five years. That right there is track in a nutshell. It was similar for my husband, Tony, too. We found a picture of his state championship long jump and a picture of him at nationals five years later in college. Visibly noticeable are the changes in his form, little technique things you can see, like his posture, his hands, the cycle of his legs. And again, we thought about the performance, the difference in them. High school, senior in high school, 24 feet, 7 inches. A senior in college, 25 feet, 9 inches. That is a 1 foot and 2 inch difference in 5 years. 1 second, 1 foot, 5 years. Let me say that again. A 1 second difference, a 1 foot difference over the span of 5 years. So, was it worth it? When my husband and I did that exercise I had you do at the beginning where we had to picture a peak experience moment, for each of us, what popped up in our brain was that moment in college, that childhood dream coming true. But there's things those pictures don't show. They don't show my first two years of college where I completely sucked, where I was slower than I was in high school, where I was sick and stressed out and on the verge of quitting. That picture doesn't show when I only beat one person in my first college race. It doesn't show my falls over the hurdle. Those pictures don't show all the injuries my husband faced, all the meets he scratched every jump and didn't get a mark, all the season he had to cut short because of injury. It doesn't show the summer he left campus, convinced he wasn't going to return. They don't show all the workouts, the good and the ugly, All the early morning waits in Saturday Hills, the writing of school papers in airports, and the balancing of schedules and friends. Those pictures may show progress, but they don't show the process. They don't show the dirt and the darkness and the time we were just buried. Buried, but growing roots. Those pictures, though, they are a great reminder of the feeling of reaping, of fulfillment. Saved on my computer desktop, I have a photo of one of my former athletes crossing the finish line at her state track meet her senior year. Her face in the photo, I just love it. It's it's this perfect blend of, I am so proud, and also, I am so tired. Her name is Anna. When she was a freshman, Anna had little experience going over the hurdles. She had these long legs and this great endurance because she was a soccer player. Anna always had this long, steady stride. The 400 hurdles are your race, I tell her. She'd always politely look at me and say, okay, 
but I could tell she didn't believe me. And let's be honest, it's the 400 hurdles, so not many people really want that to be their race. Her freshman year, she ran in several JV meets. She'd always walk off the track just a little winded while everyone else had to be peeled off the track. Anna, you gotta get out your first 200, I would consistently remind her. It's like she didn't believe me. Admittedly, probably a little afraid if she did, she wouldn't be able to finish the race. Sophomore and junior year, she saw steady improvement in her speed. She was still running JV as we had two really talented girls ahead of her. She was improving. Anna was running times around 70 seconds. Anna, I'd tell her, you're going to break 70. You just need to get out that first 200. Her junior year, she sat next to me at the state meet as we watched her teammates compete in the 400 hurdles, both of whom were seniors. And I told her, Anna, next year, this is you. I'll never forget she looked at me almost shocked, like it had honestly never resonated with her that she could actually be down there. She could actually be running at the state meet. Just like how she ran her 400 hurdle race, she was safe and almost comfortable being the alternate. You think? She asked me. I know, I told her. You just have to trust yourself. And yes, I know, attack the first 200. (laughs) It kind of became our running joke. When her senior year came around, Anna, she was committed. But over the summer and preseason workouts, she came ready to compete. She was our best 400 hurdler. And it was a big moment when she broke 70 seconds for the first time. But typical Anna, she just looked a little winded, and she walked easily off the track. Anna, you have got to get out the first 200. You have so much left in you. And as I predicted that year prior, Anna qualified for the state meet. She qualified in the 19th position. So she was in the first of three heats in the 400-meter hurdle final. As she's walking down to the track, she says to me, Coach D, this is my last race ever. I'm going to leave everything I have on the track. Go for it, is all I said. I honestly was not expecting what I saw. For her race, I sat with the rest of our team. We always kind of sit on the 200 meter mark of the track and the gun goes off and out Anna goes and I say, was that? A yellow jersey that just went over the hurdle first? Was that Anna? Because Anna never goes over the first hurdle first. At our state track meet, it's kind of this thing that the announcer always says, if everybody sits, everybody sees. But I did not listen. I was standing. We all were. My colleague, he had a stopwatch and he said, Erica, she's on pace to run 66 seconds. She could place. With each hurdle, Anna was pulling away from the girls in her heat. She came off that last curve, and I could tell her legs were heavy. The bear was on her back. Finish! Finish! I don't know if I was screaming or just saying it under my breath. And she finished. And that look on her face is what I have saved on my desktop. Pure pride (laughs) and just pure exhaustion. Literally gave it everything she had because not a second later, she was flat on her back on the grass. And I think she stayed there for over 30 minutes. Her final time, 
66.89 seconds. Over a two-second PR, Anna ended up ninth overall, one spot away from a medal, one spot away from earning a team point. But that look on her face, watching her run, giving it all she had, it was one of my most memorable moments as a coach. When I finally got to see her after her race, want to guess what she said? Yep. She said, coach, I did it. I got out. Why didn't I do that all along? Anna was a girl who was quiet. She was unassuming and steady. She was a hard worker. She never complained, even when she was an alternate several years in a row. She was always a supportive teammate, but Anna never really trusted her own talent. She never quite believed she could do what others saw in her. For Anna, this moment, it's a peak moment. It is the true culmination of reaping all those years she's sown. But more, it was the moment that Anna chose to bloom. She got out. She pushed herself harder than she ever had. She didn't give in to her fear of being tired or uncomfortable. She ultimately said, why not me? Why not now? Anna chose to trust her training. She chose to trust her talent and she trusted her guts. And that's why I saved this picture because it is a reminder in the power of the patience of sowing and in the pride of reaping. Sowing and reaping. How is this principle showing up in your life? And what is it that I really want you to take away from this episode, from these stories of sowing and reaping? Number one, it is the ultimate power of sowing. It really is commitment. You don't just plant a seed and forget it. No, you water it. You tend to it. You manage the soil and the weeds and you make sure it has the sun and the nutrients it needs to grow. Sowing is commitment. Commitment builds confidence because it connects you to your mission, to your cause. Commitment is an all-in, no-due-date kind of deal. You cannot and will not see growth if you do not have commitment if you do not have the principle of sewing in your practice. Number two, I think it's important that we throw away microwave expectations. In all of these stories, the reaping did not happen overnight. In fact, it did not happen at the end of just one season. The peak performance, that bloom moment, it happened over years. After years of sowing seeds, So do not get discouraged. Do not give up if your reaping moment is not happening right now. Keep sowing. Keep showing up. You are just growing roots. So keep sowing, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. So, so, so your reaping moment will come. And number three, reaping doesn't happen without the sowing. So many people just want the reaping moment. They want that bloom experience, that peak experience, but it does not happen without sowing. 
my peak experience, my husbands, my athletes, we all had to grow through deep, dark layers of smelly dirt. It was hard. It sucked. But once we broke through, it was all worth it. Yes, even for a measly tiny second, it was all worth it. So ladies, your peak experience will bloom in time. You get to paint the picture because you are the one sowing the seeds. Keep working, keep sweating, keep showing up. Grow your roots and sow, sow, sow. It will be worth it. Your reaping time is coming. Know someone that could use this encouragement? Please help spread the message of confidence and share this episode with them. Standing O is a confidence resource brought to you from She Plays, a nonprofit with a mission to improve the culture and environment in which girls play sports. You can learn more and support She Plays by visiting sheplaysnow.com. As always, thank you for tuning in. I hope this inspires you to keep chasing your dreams. Until next time, I'm Coach D, and I'm cheering you on. Bye.